Well, how are you doing, man? Are you is this the is this the house you've been remodeling? This is the new house. Okay. I, this is my first uh like call or anything in the new house. So I was actually pretty nervous about <laughs> things working and lighting and I apologize for if you see any boxes out of the corners. We're oh, we're still moving in. I love we're getting it. there. Doesn't look like yours, but it's one day I literally <laughs> as I was making my room, my office, I was like how can I make this look like as cool as Kenny's? Because <laughs> his is like like goals. If you can make me as cool as you are as a human, then I'll help you with the studio part. <laughs> yeah, get out, get out. Oh, oh man. man. Um, I'm excited for this, man. Thank you so much me for too, letting man. me hop on. And, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. Hey guys, my name is Kenny Morgan and I am the humble host of the Relationship Business Podcast. Um, we have had the pleasure of talking to um, some amazing people who have become or have already been uh, longtime friends of mine. And once again, God doesn't disappoint. Uh, he brings uh, a new brother into my life and Zach Wendall. Uh, Zach is, I've said this a lot, but I think that he truly takes the crown. He may be the nicest person I've ever met. We've never like physically met in person, but <laughs> I just feel like we've been friends forever. I know that he genuinely has a love for people and that if you've been around me, you know that's my heart as well. Um, he loves Jesus. He has um, many things that he's into, whether it's um, uh, renewing a brand new house with his wife, um, writing new books, has an awesome brand called Sunday, which he'll talk about today. But if there is such a thing as salt of the earth, uh, my friend Zach would be that. So Zach, I one, and just so grateful to call you a friend, but two, just thank you for your time and being here with us today. Bro, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, you're so kind. I can't even handle it. Over here, I got like butterflies after that. Jeez, thank you. Well, I'm already taken, but I mean, I'm, I, I feel a bromance coming on for sure. <laughs> so. Yo, no, I, I agree though. Like since day one, it's been so cool just to get to know you and, and grow. And uh, I'm, I'm just super honored to be on this and have a conversation with you today because I support everything that you do. And I think it's it's really incredible and you're really impacting a lot of people's lives. So thank you. Gosh, man. Thank you, man. Well, butterflies are, are in Tennessee and Minnesota, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, they're mutually existing. So, and I'll have to say too, you have, uh, uh, you have the best wardrobe. You're either rocking like black or white or just something. So you're you're like my uh, my brother from another mother in that category. So one thousand of the above. So it good. makes life easier. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm starting to adapt into a little bit of colors. Um, yeah, and it's it's nerve wracking. It's intimidating diving into it, but, but yeah. we're getting there. You know, it's what, a it's personality thing. What's your wife think about this capsule wardrobe of yours? Oh, she loves it. Uh, super supportive. Um, you know, she's my stylist at heart. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, speak on that publicly, but she, she really is. She tells yeah. me what I can and cannot wear. 
<laughs> Same. I think I have the freedom to wear what I want to wear, but my wife is very expressive and lets me know that I shouldn't wear that ever again. So yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, some <laughs> things you just throw in the garbage after you wear them, and that's it's okay. True. It's true. So <laughs> especially when, you, when I'm when we're down in Miami, it's a different story. I'm trying to have a button or two undone, <laughs> wear some crazy prints and colors, and yeah. you know, it just doesn't fly up here in Minnesota. For sure. Yeah. Well, especially in wintertime, I'd button it all the way up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, Fur hats all day. Yeah. One thing like right out of the gate when we met, uh, obviously I did some research just on your history, but I think you also spoke on it a little bit too, but um, not that long ago, 2014, you went through a really heavy season of life, which I already felt connected because that was also a period of, of time for me that was really rough. Um, but I'd love for you just to speak about like what you went through, um, what you wrestle with. You also moved to Australia and, uh, you say it on your site too, but you, you pretty much were just like talking to the Lord. Like if you're real, I want you to prove it to me and just walk us through like what that was like and how it changed your life and how it led you to where you're at today. Yeah, man, that was that was a pretty transformative time for me. Um, I had just graduated from a Christian college. I grew up in a Christian home, but a lot of my friends weren't believers, and a lot of mm-hmm. people that I worked with weren't believers. And it was interesting because the people that I knew that weren't believers were living out a lifestyle that I knew of Jesus to live out, much more so than the Christians that I knew. And so I was conflicted. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to believe. I didn't, even though I had seen God move in so many miraculous ways throughout my entire childhood, when I hit this spot, it was like, man, I don't even know. Like, do I want to be associated with other Christians. Like I believed that God was real for the most part. Um, but I just didn't know, I didn't know if I wanted to consider that I myself a Christian. And so Mm. I hit a spot where I said, God, I'm going to give you two years, prove that you're real. Otherwise I'm done. I'm walking away from it and I'm going to do my own thing. I'm just going to be a kind person and, uh, just, be good and live out a lifestyle that I think uh, represents you, but not necessarily associated with um, mm. your people. And so I, uh, I ended up reading the Bible over the course of 90 days. You remember uh, P90X? Oh yeah, I never <laughs> like, did no, it, but yeah, I remember yeah. it. <laughs> uh, the workout program, 90 days, supposed to fully transform your body. So there was a pastor that made something called B90X. And I was like, Ooh, that is for me. (laughs) And so I think it was the day after praying that prayer, I came across B90X and I started and I read the Bible in 90 days. And over the course of that 90 days, I was like, wow, my my view of scripture is completely different than it was for the last, what, 20 six years. And so, uh, from there I was like, I'm going to go on a journey to Australia. I'm going to study the Bible for 12 hours a day, six days a week, part of this program. I wanted to get to the other side of the world because realistically I wanted to surf and I wanted to, uh, be in a different time zone than everybody else that I knew in Minnesota. And I wanted to dedicate my time to like just studying scripture and remove all distractions. Mm. And so 
I moved out to uh, the Sunshine Coast and we literally did that. It was like 12 hours a day, six days a week. So if it was Matthew week, for instance, we would read Matthew five times through from start to finish. And that's like a few hour read. And then you would essentially develop your own commentary on each book of the Bible. So by the time we were done with this program, I had 20 to 30 pages of notes on every book of the Bible. And I was like, man, alive, I really got something here. This has transformed my life completely. And I know that I can help other people also grow in their faith if they Mm. just understood the Bible better. And like one of the biggest things with me was just understanding the background and where these books came from and not not having a faith that's based off of one or two verses in a devotional, but understanding that these are letters and and they have just they're meant to be read from start to finish for the most part. Mm. So that whole process was completely life-changing for me. By the time I was done, I was like sold out uh, and was willing to do anything to help other people grow in their relationship with God, understand the Bible better and actually walk out a lifestyle that Jesus encourages. Mm. So I guess that was probably a huge foundation in launching Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. When I came home, I ended up um, working a, I was working in the hospitality industry and I was teaching a small group on the side for about a year. And then it was like, okay, I have something here. I feel like I need to do something with it. And I took all my notes and I kind of cut out my interpretations of things and made it very even across the board. So no matter what you believe, you could get something from it. And I created a product called the Bible study, which basically holds your hand as you read through the Bible over the course of a year. And from there, we've just developed other tools to uh, to kind of push forward that mission of helping people grow in their relationship with God in a simplistic, easy to understand way. Hmm. So 12 hours a day, uh in australia sounds like you got a little bit of surf time in there too so how how does one how does one sneak away the opposite side of the world study the bible for 12 hours a day and make sure you have money for food (laughs) that's what i have a question about (laughs) yeah we uh we raised money going into it so it was amazing uh, it was like a it was like a fundraising thing um yeah And so I spent like three months leading up to my trip out there fundraising and raised enough to um, pay for the nine months. And uh, I was set, ready to go. Super cool. That's amazing, man. That's that's like a, well, sometimes it's not a once in a lifetime situation. So the fact that you got to do that is just unbelievable. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people would love to do it, but they don't have the time or ability to, Mm -hmm. because like, yo, you can't just get away and dedicate nine months to something like that, which is really why, um, I wrote the Bible study because it was like, man, I want people to experience what I experienced and this is how they can do it at home. Hmm. Well, one thing that you said in, in, you're in that kind of transition moment where you're like, I'm not sure if I want to associate myself with, with the faith or with, with Christians. But one thing that was still present was, uh, regardless of what happens on the other side of that, I'm still going to be a kind person. Um, and, and I've said this leading in and I wasn't just saying this, but, um, you just, just completely just uh radiate kindness um mm-hmm. it's in in uh your social posts it's on video calls 
Um, so much so that my one bachelor week that I had this, uh, like this past month, um, a, a slight break from my three kids and my wife. I almost drove to Minnesota to help you guys paint because I was like, where, where would I, where else would I want to be than hang out with the most kindest person in the world? So oh tell, tell me, um, where does, where does that kindness and love for people come from? Hmm. Thank you, man. That means so much for real. I think a lot of it has to do with who you surround yourself with. Um, it has a lot to do with what you consume. Um, I think a lot of people need to do audits of what they consume and cut mm -hmm. out the negatives in their life. And a huge part of it was from my childhood. My mom is a four-time cancer survivor. So when Dang. I was four years old, she was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and was sent home with a 5% chance to live. Um, after chemo and a whole lot of prayer, she was um, healed from that. Then she had a tumor on her sciatic nerve, ended up being healed from that. Uh, then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed, healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast cancer, double mastectomy, and was healed from that. So literally from four to 15, she was in and out of the hospital. And I never knew if she was going to actually make it um, mm -hmm. this time. And But the entire time that she was dealing with all of this, when she was on her last breath, she was always saying to me, Zach, life could be so much worse. I could not be here today. So you need to treat every day like the gift that it is and find God in everything. And mm. I think when you go through an experience like that, or when you're surrounded by people like that, you just have a different view of life completely and what's really important. And I think younger people, and I, I guess all people, um, I think if they had a shift in their perspective, it would change who they are as a person and it would change how they interact with other people and uh, it would improve all their relationships. Mm. And so I was kind of forced into it at a young age, um, but it really impacted who I became as an adult and it allowed me to see life from a different perspective. And so now every moment, like when it comes to being kind and when it comes to being joyful, I think at the minimum, that's what we should be doing as believers is being the kindest people around. We should be the most joyful. Yeah. A lot of things in life are really tough and mm. like, Bad stuff happens to everybody, but it's how we interact with those moments and how we fight through them that a lot of the time shows what we have our faith in and what we actually believe. And so when things are going really bad, if we remain joyful, if we remain kind throughout it, think of how that's going to impact somebody that's not a believer, that's looking at yeah. you from the outside, because whether you realize it or not, everybody is watching how we live our lives and they're taking notes and they're trying to find a reason why we are, why they shouldn't believe what we believe. But what if things were different? And what if our lives reflected Christ in such a way that everybody on the outside that you wouldn't have no idea is watching you? What if the, by them looking at your life, they saw Jesus in you and their mm. eternal destiny was changed and you had no idea about it? How cool would that, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. yeah. I think I think that's a, like one of the greatest gifts that we have, and it's mm. it's been my form of of you know I grew up as a pastor's son, and then my my mom's dad, my grandfather, is a pastor too. So I was like, yeah, I was a, a sandwich basically. So I, I was like totally. a pinball, just constantly bouncing forth. But 
Yeah. Uh, and, and I had the same great upbringing, no pressure to be a pastor per se, but I found that like just loving on people and building relationships, yeah. that was like, for at least for me, the best way to introduce someone to Christ. And I wouldn't have to say anything about Jesus and it would just naturally come up. And, and so yeah. to see that like in, in play in your life is just such a beautiful thing from my perspective. So thank you, man. Thank you. Thank I you. I do have, I do have two questions though. Um, how is, uh, uh mama uh windall doing now um great she's great she's doing awesome <laughs> she's she's uh very healthy she has like some complications every once in a while but yeah amazing uh she's still immunocompromised but uh she she's learned to work with it and she's thriving so That's she's awesome. a huge inspiration to a lot of us is she in minnesota she is she's about 12 minutes from us okay so uh, we weren't able to see them for um, about two years uh, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so like we got married in Florida uh, during COVID and they weren't able to come down. We had visited a bunch, but we weren't able to be uh, like very close to them. And so it was actually a year after we got married that they were finally able to hug their daughter-in-law for the first time. And so uh, being up here has been such a blessing, just being close to them and um, wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, just kind of segueing into, we talked about just relationships. So this is a big question, but in the grand scheme of life uh, and in our purpose, how, what do you think relationships, like how important are relationships in this life? Yeah, man, I think they're everything. I think the people that you surround yourself with are who you become. And so like it's that, uh, that quote that's like the your four closest friends are who you become. And so I think when it comes to relationships is like looking at who's around you and, and are they people that inspire you and make you want to be better and help you to chase after Jesus even stronger than before. Mm. And so like relationships are what's going to boost you in the future or also drag you down. Um, I think I've had a lot of, um, friendships or relationships in my life that pulled me back from my calling. And it wasn't until I let go of those and, um, and chose, uh, to surround myself with other people that I was really boosted into, um, where I felt like I was supposed to be. So relationships depict, uh, your success. They depict, uh, who you become in Christ. They depict, uh, how far you chase your calling, there's a there's a lot that relies on relationships. Mm. We've had a lot of people on talking about relationships and to hear mm. you just break that down so simply, it's just like, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. So an aspect of relationships, I, I remember it's maybe the second, first or second time we talked, um, we had this like connection over, uh, some people may have heard of them before, but the Rocket Summer. Um, and and some people have heard of them and some haven't. And then not only have we both heard of them, we both just like share like, oh man, the rock summer was the best, you know? (laughs) And, uh, I remember just like latching on to his music early on, falling in love with his story. And just, if you could take like a, a, like a love for people and then sandwich it into like music, it would be his music. Cause it's just like fun, happy, loving, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and then, um, 
I come into the office one day and you have a, I, I got a package from Sunday, which is amazing because it has like a sticker of your face on the exterior, <laughs> which is like, this is so cool. It's my return um, address label. It's like, like it. it's like, where does, where does this go back to? It goes back to that guy. <laughs> it's not, it's not Waldo. It's, it's Wendell. So. Exactly. <laughs> ah, ah, uh, where's Wendell? Where's Wendell? Um, but then I, so I got, well, I already had seen that. And then I got this other box and your face was on it. And I was like, well, I know who this is from, um, but I'm not expecting anything from them. And then I open it up and it's uh, it's a framed copy of one of his albums and signed. And, and you know, it's like, you didn't have to do that. Um, and, you know, just the conversation and the memory that we shared together was a special enough, mm -hmm. but you sent me something that now is sitting in my office that I see every single day so that then I think about you every day. Um, but it just means like a lot to me. It's like, it's something so sweet. Um, but I've noticed, uh, that like gift giving is a big thing to you. And it is to me, like, if you ask my team, they probably are tired of gifts by this point because it's just yeah. like all I do. <laughs> um, but I would just love to hear like, why is this form of love so important to you personally? And then how do you mm. think leaders, whether it's in the ministry or even in business can implement gift giving for good for their teams, clients, and just really yeah. anybody? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Love gifting is not my love language for receiving. So okay. I, I'm really awkward with receiving gifts, but gift giving to other people. I'm, I think honestly, I'm just really selfish with it. I love <laughs> giving gifts. I love food experiences. I love like new restaurants. I love experiencing really cool things with other people. And I love taking them into the ride because I want to see their reaction and other people's reactions are what bring me the most joy. Like mm -hmm. it's, it, so when it comes to gift giving, I put it in the same lane as taking people to like really cool restaurants and then also experiencing like cool experiences. Um, because I feel like they're all the same for me at least, mm -hmm. um, because I see it as like, I want the people that I'm surrounded with to, like be so shocked all the time <laughs> because it's like who does that and that's what i'm always going for because i think it's funny and like it literally just gives me so much joy like yeah i would never do a lot of these things for myself but just seeing other people's experiences with it are what lights me up the most and so when it comes to gifts man i think I think it's such an easy thing to do and it's so overlooked by a lot of leaders. But like if you just say one random thing in a conversation and you get them a gift in that lane, mm. um, it's going to make much more of an impact than if somebody sent you a thing of flowers or a bottle of wine or like whatever you give to people normally. And so I think like, you can make it so personal in the coolest way. I remember hearing uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's this like business um, social media personality. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember a few years back, he was saying that there was this guy that was always giving him a hard time writing really bad reviews about uh, his, his wine business at the time and like trying to just drag him through the mud. But Gary knew that this guy, just by looking back on his t on his Twitter feed, that he was a huge fan of, um, I think it was the Jets or somebody. And so 
obviously Gary already had his address because he had purchased from him. And so Gary got him like a signed Jersey for, from a player on this team and sent it to him and was like, Hey, thank you for the feedback from the last few years of like all the reviews that you've done online. And from there, it like actually sparked a, a completely different relationship with the person. And it transformed the way that this guy viewed Gary's business and just viewed uh, like humanity as a whole. And so I think that inspired me a lot when I heard that story. And I think just being around people that give uh, give gifts in like a limitless way. I yeah. think we have we have an idea of what small things we should be giving because it's mm. what society and corporate life says that we should give. Mm. But what if we did it different? Like why not send somebody a, a foosball table for their kids because their kids are in love with soccer? How much mm. more of an impact would that have on that person and their family than you sending a couple mugs, you yeah. know? And so, so I think- thinking outside of the box, spending the same amount of money as you would have normally and making it personal can transform every relationship. So I have a blast with it and I have a, a friend that's even better than than I am at it. And so I'm always uh, watching the way that he does it and I, I try to learn from him. Well, when you let me just preface, when you say mugs, we're talking about glassware and not the stickers of your actual mug, right? Yes, 100%. We could talk about like mug root beer because I'm a huge root beer fan. But yeah, yes, I, I, I agree. Okay. Someone someone recently and I had, I'm, I'm always like behind the bandwagon because I want to make sure that the wheels don't fall off on the bandwagons first, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but someone and I was like, is this a compliment or not? But they, they said that I reminded them of Ted Lasso. And I was yes. like, oh no. And so like it literally last night I finally got yeah. into it and I was like, yeah. I think that's a compliment because he's it's like a, compliment. A, a giving, like a constantly giving like his heart and all totally. kinds of things. So maybe, maybe you and I are just the Ted Lasso's of our, of our lanes. Right. So it's an honor. Thank you. Yes. I'm all in on that. <laughs> same, same. What a guy. And I think the biggest thing with him is like, he doesn't let somebody else's view of him impact his day that much. Yeah. And I think the same goes with you and the same goes with me is yeah. People are going to say some pretty, um, hurtful things. And that's okay. That means that they're yeah. probably dealing with some things internally that, that I'm just happy that I'm not dealing with. And yeah. I think once you understand that and you really, um, transition your, your mindset there is like a lot of things don't hurt and life is much better than we realize. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I even go back to like, you know, I mean, there's been a whole lot more conversation about bullying than when we were in school. I mean, it was just like, yeah, yeah just get to school, bud. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. um, but I remember like I was <laughs> pretty there. short. Yeah, you just walk it off. Uh, I did three miles in the snow backwards, yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and you guys actually did that. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. But I, yeah. I remember like even through elementary school, through high school, like, of course, I had bullies like anybody did. But my, my goal at that point was like, I'm going to turn them into my best friend. And yeah. then I'm going to have like, I'm going to have people to protect me at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I and it, love it's, it. it's a fun challenge to like turn people that are either just cold or, or pretty gruff and, and turn them into your friends. Cause I think it does a lot yeah. to their heart, you know? So, yep. um, so if you guys have not 
started following uh, Zach, go do that right now on all the things, his Thank website, you. social media, all that. TikTok is a big one for him. Um, but like one of the things that I love is you just really take what could be very complicated things and just distill it down into something that's so simple. It's either uh, a 30 second devo- devotional. It's three simple steps that you can take this day. Um, and then like one of the things, uh, that I love it. Like I, if you, if you don't say it, I'm usually sad, but you always say like, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> and it's like the, the mannerism, everything about it's like, that's your, your thing. Um, but like how, how have you been able to take these big concepts and distill them down into something that's so digestible and just approachable? And like, how, how, how do you feel like that's been, uh, impactful not only for, the people that receive it, but even for your life too. Yeah, I think that's what you said right there is uh, your life too. I think as I'm creating uh, content every single day is like, I'm pr- I pray that it helps one other person. But from the beginning, everything that I've done is is because it's something that I needed. And I, I just pray that it also will help somebody else. Um, that's what the overflow will turn into. And so, yeah, man, I think like when it comes to the different content that I put out is we don't, most people don't have a ton of time every day to dive into really heady theology. I would love to, I would love if everybody had the passion for scripture that I have, because I think it would be so fun, but it's not a reality. And I think there's people for, for that. And I think there's incredible groups and organizations out there putting out that content, Hmm. but I think most people, they just need one little bit of encouragement to continue on in their day. I think they need one little Bible verse to hold on to as they're dealing with a bunch of things that they wish they weren't dealing with. And so when it comes to the different things that I put out, it's like, man, what if what if like one little thing, uh, one change of mind, one Bible verse, one inspiring quote, one 30 second devotional, like what if that just altered your entire day? And I think everybody has 30, 60, 90 seconds that they can give to something. Mm. And yeah, man, like couldn't hurt. Like what, (laughs) what's the, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Like, oh, I just wasted 90 seconds. Well, you're going to do that all day anyways. And so it's the, it's the small things that ripple into a bigger impact. And I think being consistent with that and uh, consuming things like that every single day is what's going to um, transform into uh, the relationships that you have. It's going to transform yeah. into your interactions at the grocery store or the coffee shop. It's going to uh, impact how you talk to your boss um, and your and your parents um, and, and and things like that. And so I think it's those small things that yeah they might not do a lot in the moment, and there might be um, criticism behind something so small like what does that really do? Mm-hmm. But I think as it compiles over time, it turns into um, something that's going to have a lot uh, greater of an impact, yeah. and it's going to. Um, really ripple throughout your community and help multiple people. So I'm a mm. huge advocate in those small, small things turning into greater things. Yeah. Well, two things. 
I was going to make you say it if you didn't say it. <laughs> so <laughs> when it came, I was like, yes, like we got to cook. Yeah. So, uh, but then also like these, these, uh, you, you said it really well. Like there's, 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 there's a place for the, the, the deeper stuff. And you've talked about how that's had an impact on your life too. But I think so much of what we do is plant seeds. And when we think of seeds, they're so small, but the more yeah. that you like plant them and you water them, uh, yeah. they're, they're going to take root and, and bring some really special fruit. So I think that's, that's what you do really well. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm the beneficiary, beneficiary of it as well. Um, so another thing I'm switching gears, we just have a few more cause I want to be, uh, respectful of your time. Um, but you, and I believe it cause I've seen it, but you mentioned that your wife is your uh, best hype woman uh, on the planet. <laughs> um, so I see true. it all the time. Yeah. Um, but you guys uh, got married not that long ago, but what does it mean to have your best friend by your side in business and ministry and life? And how has uh, prioritizing this relationship had an impact on other relationships in your life? Yeah, man, I think it's funny because you don't realize what you um, what you're missing out on until you have it. And so for me, I have a pretty unhealthy work ethic by myself. Um, there was a time period in my life where I didn't take a day off for six years. Um, I worked 16 to 18 hours a day, every single day. And once I got married, things had to change because, mm. uh, that's not sustainable in a marriage. And I didn't realize how important that was going to be, but she really taught me what it means to rest. Um, what it means to take advantage of the moments that I am spending working, and also like she just does an incredible job at encouraging me um, in the areas that are important and mm. inspiring me to drop things that aren't important. I think a lot of things in our life, um, when, when things are moving, you say yes to everything. And I don't think that's uh, necessarily important. I think it does more damage than good a lot of the times. And I think we need to learn how to say yes to the right things and mm. to say no to things that take us away from the right things. And yeah. she's really helped me get clear on my vision for that and inspire me and uh, encourage me in the areas that are part of my actual gifting and what I should be focusing on. Mm. And so uh, having her around has been uh, the greatest thing that I didn't know that I needed when it comes to my calling and my profession. How has like that, that relationship that's, that's so solid in your life right now, how does that impact other relationships? Yeah, I think we as a, as a leader, um, we focus all of our attention on other people and we focus on um, doing and producing and it can be so easy to um, not take care of ourselves mm. and if we make that shift of mindset where we learn to actually take care of ourselves. And even though it may mean that I'm going to have an hour less of work today, but it means that I'm going to have an hour at the gym and I'm going to choose to eat a, a healthy meal. Those yeah. small changes are actually going to impact all of our relationships because then it's out of the overflow that we're able to benefit others instead of uh, serving people from a dry glass situation. So and I think it's, uh, especially in the church, it can be very easy to focus on serving, serving, serving all day. All my attention has to be on taking care of other people, but it's just not 
realistic when it comes to your health. And yeah. if you actually take care of who you are and who God made you to be and, and appreciate the body that he's given you and feed it with the right things and, and uh, take care of it through exercise or whatever the case is, I think from there, we're going to be able to serve to an even greater uh, standard in less amount of time. And mm. everybody's going to be happier in the long run. And there's going to be much less burnout in the church and in business in general. Yeah. And I, I wrestle with that too, because I also had the same mentality that you, you it's it's hard. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, it's hard to be a great uh, father, a great husband yeah. or spouse or a leader or a friend. Um, but then there's like this voice saying, well, that's kind of a selfish view, but I, I really don't think it is. It could be. But then I think about Jesus and oftentimes Jesus would just disappear. Like yeah. he just uh, completely abandoned his disciples and all the people and just be off by himself, like in prayer yes. or sleeping. Um, and so I think he's a, a great example for us that there's a time for both and yep. there's a place for both. And I think you said that incredibly well. So, yes, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, uh, man, I love you so much. Um, I know that there's others that are going to gonna sense the goodness and want to jump on board. Um, and find out where in the world uh, Wendall is. Um, yes. So how do, how do people do that? How do, they, how do they find you? How do they stay connected? What's the latest and greatest that's coming down the pipeline? Totally. Uh, Zach Wendall on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, ZachWendall.com. Um, the brand Sunday.com. We have a new kids Bible study coming out in September that I'm super excited about. Um, and then in November, it's like my... Uh, it is my life message in a book is coming out. It's called See the Good. It's all about finding grace, gratitude, and optimism in every day. And I couldn't be more excited about that. So November 15th on that. It's available for pre-order right now everywhere that books are sold. Love it, man. Man, and like I said, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on with us today and just being who you are because it's doing me and the world a lot of good. Thank you, man. It means it means so much. I really appreciate you. Appreciate you too, man. And to everybody listening, I hear it a lot, but I love you guys so much. I know my brother Zach does as well. I hope you have a blessed day and we'll see you next time. 